0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Everything Went Black podcast. Taking a little break from uh, podcasting because I was out on tour in Europe, and uh, this is my first one back since returning from my voyage overseas. This episode features longtime friend and former Toombs drummer, Andrew Hernandez. Uh, We're going to mainly talk about MMA stuff, but uh, we're also going to get a feel for what Andrew's been up to in the last year or so. Before we get into that, I want to run through the sponsors. This podcast is always brought to you by Savage Gold Coffee, which is my coffee company. You can go to savagegold.com and order yourself a pound of the Dark or the Prime Roast. Also brought to you by affiliate sponsors Naturebox on it and Tatsusara. If you go to the everything went black website you'll see links to those various uh, companies and if you click through I get to take a little taste of the uh, the purchase it doesn't cost you any more but I get a little kickback on it. So how's life up in Ithaca man?
1: It's great man I've been here uh, I think not three years, maybe three years come September? Come September, I think I'll be in this cabin I live in for two years. So I think I've almost been here three years. I think I've been at my job for three years, and almost that much in Ithaca proper, which is crazy when I think about it. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but yeah, it's pretty cool. This cabin I live in is is awesome. You know, I, I live here with Christy and my fiancé and our two cats um, it's just beautiful out here. It's really nice. I had my first deer tick on me yesterday, though. That wasn't very fun.
0: You had a deer tick on you? How yeah, did, I was out in the... How did you deal with what? that? Like, you gotta, like, burn it off or something or cut it? You know, what's, what was the deal?
1: Well, yeah, deer ticks are... I never had one. I only had, like, you know, go, going hiking in Massachusetts. You get these ticks on you that are, like, legit. You see them. They're big. You're like, holy crap, there's, just like, this foreign creature from hell that just, like, came out of, like, a sub-level and it's, like, crawling on me and it wants to feast and burrow its head in my skin um but with the deer tick that thing's tiny, man, it's really tiny, and I was lucky, I found it on my foot I was just, uh, out in the yard taking some pictures, and we have, like a half dozen deer in, in the yard all the time, and, uh I was just out there taking some pictures, got back onto the porch, and I was like I better check just in case, you know, because it's, like, pretty much the first nice day outside, like, spring. Sure enough, man, this little thing, it was, like, like a pinhead. It was tiny. So it didn't burrow into me, but, you know, those things are dangerous. They carry Lyme disease.
0: So how would you get it off you? you have to, like, you know, just cut it and burn it? Like, what you do? <laughs>
1: Thankfully, man, it, it wasn't in me yet. It was just, like, crawling around on me, sort of surveying for a good spot to get in. So I, I got to it before it got to me.
0: That's fucked up, man.
1: But yeah, no, it's crazy. I was like, I was like, what? what is this little, it, was like, it looks like a gnat, dude. It's tiny.
0: I don't think I've ever seen one before.
1: I hope you never do. Yeah.
0: So it feels like you and I, I haven't actually spoken to you in a long time. It's been like maybe yeah. what, a year or something like that, maybe. Or not, no, maybe not quite a year. But it's been almost a year that you and I've actually I mean we've been texting and using Facebook and all this other stuff, but we this is like the first actual conversation we've had in like nine months probably. You know. For so sure. It's been a while. Definitely. So I mean there's a lot of a lot of stuff. It seems like, you know, just through Facebook and social media, I see that you're you're busy with a lot of other projects. You know, you got like that bastardized thing which, you know, is you got you something on YouTube, and there's this band, Bleak, that you're playing with. So, like, you know, give us give us a rundown on all that stuff.
1: Yeah, um... I think the first time I resurrected Bastard Eyes was for... I was booking uh,
0: Alron from uh, Tennessee. Yeah, great band. And, um, if you haven't heard of this band, they're amazing. Band. So good.
1: And uh, awesome drummer, awesome guys. Um... And I was booking them for Ithaca And I was really excited And I was like Man what am I gonna do for this And I had done this Solo black metal thing Way back in the day In like I mean <laughs> Way back in the day In like 2003 or something You know And I just had this Tape 4 track And I decided I was gonna resurrect it And I just went out To my buddy uh, Alex Iberos And recorded drums Guitar um, Just that night Wrote the guitars They just flowed really naturally and I liked it and I played to a click track I made the drums really simple I wanted everything just to be like you know uh Transylvanian Hunger type Dark Throne drums like the whole way through I wanted it to be be really like hanging out on a note like we've talked about this before like when you write songs where it's just like it just hangs out on a note until it's like uncomfortable you know it starts to be like you're The drums are just This constant battery The note just keeps going And then The audience Maybe they start to get A little weird in the head You know It just sort of starts To break them down A little bit Um So I wanted to do that And I And I wrote it And then I performed And uh It's not like It's not super structured Like there's not any Lyrical There's lyrical content That I focus on But there's not Lyrics necessarily That I have It's more like Um it's supposed to be cathartic And emotional And um, It's not something like In my second show I was like I'm not going to ever, ever do this again Because It just I didn't feel it There were some dudes there Who were like Totally disrespectful And I really wanted to smash them in the face With the microphone But I didn't want to ruin the show For everyone else So I decided to Take it down a notch I really didn't think I was going to do it again And then I did a third show and was, like, it was better than any of the other experiences, which is to say it was really negative and, and like, emotionally cathartic and, like, you know, it's sort of depressing, but, um, I don't know, that's, like, the whole point of it. So, I've I've been doing that. I really want to record, like, um, like a demo. I want to, like, get a demo, get it done, um, you know, see what happens with that, you know, if anyone wants to put it out or anything, Cool, you know, whatever. Um, I was going to actually do a couple days with this band, uh, Unsacred, from Richmond. They're sort of like mid-paced black metal with some like sort of Leviathan-esque vocals. Um, But then now they're going on tour with, I don't know, some other band that's like people know and stuff. So that ain't going to happen. But that's cool. It gives me time this summer to really work on actually getting like a finished product
0: so the live the live shows just you and some kind of like track right that's basically it
1: yeah it's just me and the four track and um the thing that's sort of cool about that is like because I have this like you know six channel four track it's like the MK 424 or something it's like a Tascam Mm -hmm. um just cassette tape track that I can, like, sort of mix it for the room, which I did last time, which was pretty cool. It it made it sound way, I mean, as good as it could sound, and it's not supposed to sound great, you know? I mean, when I recorded it, I recorded it with two microphones. I took one microphone, and I, like, put it on top of the hi-hat, so I couldn't use a hi-hat for the recording. And then the other one I, like, shoved in a case, so it was, like, pointing up. At the drums I, and it, I don't know. It worked. It gave me the sound that I wanted, and I really liked it. So, so I actually tried recording a a new demo after that, and uh, when I went and listened back to the whole thing, the the drums had recorded way too quiet, and mm-hmm. the guitars had some like issues to it, which really sucked. Because I finished like a whole three song demo, and then when I listened to it, I was like, I, "This is worthless. I can't do anything with this." But yeah, just live. It's just me and the tape.
0: But, but you're saying you, you actually bring the 4-track with you and you, you just take like the stereo out and run that to the PA and you actually mix the stuff on the 4-track like that that's going out?
1: Yeah, I tried to... Well, I, I did it this time and it made a world's difference. And I was like, wow, this is great. And uh, yeah, I just take the 4-track. I mean, there's something about that that makes me feel like it's, you know, less... A, I mean, if I just went up there with, like, an iPod or something, there yeah. would be something no, <laughs> incredibly no. lame about that.
0: Yeah, it's but, cool. Um, I like that. I like that makes
1: me feel like it's okay going up there and pressing play on a tape deck, you know, and being like, all right, you know?
0: Well, I mean, uh, you know, White House. I saw White House, like, several years ago, and they played with Pig Destroyer, and that was... The guy just had a laptop and just going nuts, you know, just, you know, doing his, like, lyrical thing, and some dude on a laptop, so that's crazy yeah Yeah. I mean he might have been doing the same thing like he might have just been sort of live mixing stuff too but it's the same shit I mean except you're using a four track so you know it's totally cool you know
1: yeah it's almost more like uh, sorry
0: Go go ahead man I want to talk more about that
1: it's sort of it's sort of like more you know I've had people be like oh why don't you get a band and I'm like well you know with this I don't need to worry about anyone else or anything or what anyone else is doing or like what people like, you know, I just get, it's like almost like a performance piece, you know, I just get up there and I scream a lot about sad things in my head and, uh, you know, feel really down maybe for 20 minutes after the set and then sort of get, breathe a little and get back into reality and, and feel better. You know, it's a, it's a good release. That's well, awesome. I don't think I could get that with a band, you
0: know? Yeah, totally, because it's not, yeah, it's like a singular kind of solo personal thing that you're doing, and the band is about other people, you know, and it's just a totally different vibe, you know? But there's something to be said for just being able to control everything yourself and not having to worry about other people's schedules and, you know, this guy has a headache or whatever, and, you know... Totally. Yeah, people break strings on stage and, you know... Right,
1: or like, yeah, like a, like a dude, like the, whoever, like the backing drummer, like drops a stick or something, and then instead of me focusing on the energy that I have I have on the vocals, I'm looking behind me being like, what are you doing, you yeah. know? I don't have to worry about that, that's that's nice. I feel like I'd be way too judgmental of a band, if, if I had a band playing music that I totally wrote, I'd be oh, yeah. like, you guys better not mess up, and I mean, that would be sort of crazy, like, I'm gonna have like a total... James Brown, Buddy Rich, you know, like mentality on a bunch of guys playing for free in a basement, you know, like that'd be crazy.
0: You're gonna start like like finding people, you know, for fucking up, yeah, you know, just you like James Brown. Five bucks, man. <laughs> so what's this other? You're, in, you're playing in this band Bleak too, right?
1: Yeah. So there's this. um, Did you get a chance to listen to it at all?
0: I I haven't had a chance to check it out yet.
1: Because I always have a hard time, sort of like genre it, you know Putting it into, like, whatever compartment It needs to be in to describe it To me, it sort of, it reminds me of Um A little I Hate God Kiss It Goodbye And maybe If Converge was a sludge band And, uh I don't know, it's really heavy I really like the riffs I really like the vocalist Um I'm good friends with the bass player it's just really heavy. I mean, the bass player's rig is brutal. Like, I feel sorry for the guitar player. It's, so, it's like, so overpoweringly strong. I'm like, man, TJ's, like, he's got a lot to contend with with that bass rig. And the same thing with the drummer. It's like, oh, man, you're just getting hammered by this, you know, which gives it that, like, very sludge, you know, how uh, the bass is very dominant in that way. And then it's very, like, angular, you know, like, in sort of how metalcore would have, like, those, uh, you know, upstroke, uh, minor chord, like, you oh, know, yeah. chug-chug, went things. It has a little bit of that, but not, like, in that way, like in a more creative way. Um, and I know I, I like the band, and, and they were kind enough to ask me if I would be interested in playing drums. And I was like, sure, I've never played in a band where I can just, I mean, it, dude, it's... Pretty slow tempos, so it's just like powerful, consistent, smashing battery. I'm breaking, I broke like 20 sticks or something in like four practices of four songs. It was pretty bad. And then I, last time I practiced, the first time I ever practiced with them because I practiced, um, they sent me the tracks and I've just been playing um, with isolation headphones on just to the drums, I learned all the drum beats like exactly so I could play to it, and uh, I'd just been playing to that by myself for like three weeks, and then I went with practice with them for for the first time on Sunday, um, which was kind of nerve-wracking, you yeah. know, I'd never had really met the guitarist before, I'd met them once, and uh, I'd never hung out with these guys, and I'd never played with them ever before in my life. And uh, I was like, you know, uh, I had no idea how it was going to go, and it went great, but I, like, broke sticks, and I, like, broke my snare head, I broke a cymbal, A stick broke off and
0: hit me in the forehead. He's all in I was, practice? Like, I had, like, a little yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's just, like, you know, caveman, Neanderthal, smashing, you know, it's very enjoyable.
0: That's cool. You know, it's, uh, it, you know, you do we have any shows booked or anything, or?
1: Yeah, so I'm playing with them in, uh, in Ithaca. Um, not this weekend, it's next weekend, so... Um, it's on Friday. I want to say Friday's the Syracuse show, and then maybe Saturday's the, the Ithaca show, or or it's the other way around. And um, the Syracuse show is actually with Hex's band, Dialysis.
0: Oh, yeah, nice. Okay, cool. That's so good show.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, Ryan Hex doing his uh, power violence thing. is pretty sick. Um, and
0: uh, Burke... And Blurring. Oh, no way, man. Wow. that Yeah. Isn't is Dan, Dan, wait, Dan Lilker's in that too, right? Oh, yeah. Lilker plays in that and, too, uh, yeah. the singer from... Um, He's not Pat. in the band anymore. Pat's not in the band anymore?
1: Pat, Pat left, unfortunately. I liked his vocals. He's a really
0: sick weird. vocalist, man. Yeah.
1: But it was weird because his vocals in that were almost like if you mixed death metal with Jesus Lizard.
0: Yeah, they were different than it did in Calabas, definitely, you know, which is cool. Yeah, it was
1: very know. strange.
0: Damn. Good shows. But yeah, it's a good show.
1: There. I'm really excited about that.
0: How have yeah. shows been in Ithaca as far as, like, people going out to see bands and stuff? Has it, been, has it been cool?
1: Oh, man, there's a new venue in Ithaca. I mean, it's not new. It's just that um, Bubba started working on, working with uh, this old place called The Chanticleer, which is, like, a old storied punk bar that's been around forever. And he was able to secure all ages shows upstairs, where they just close down the bar upstairs, keep the bar open downstairs, no alcohols allowed upstairs, all ages shows, have to end by 10, start at 7, four band bills, you know, like, everything runs like clockwork, and there's been tons of people, and everyone, like, you know, young kids with tons of energy, so they're like, you know, circle pitting, doing whatever, you know, just going crazy, the energy's been awesome, the turnouts are great, um, and... I just played a show with uh, Ella. What the hell is it? A Elagab- It's not a It's like Ella or oh God man. Uh, it's you know Dustin from Carrion?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. It's his. Oh black yeah, band. yeah. I've seen his band. Yeah. Yeah, we played with him. Yeah, we played with him. Yeah. Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. dude they're Baltimore. Even better now. Oh yeah, I, they were. They've always been getting better and better, but Baltimore. Crazy. Baltimore motherfuckers are going crazy yeah. in Baltimore, dude. Did you hear about all that shit? Yeah. Yeah, man. Insane.
1: That's intense. I, it is. I, I mean, like, we don't even know, you know what I mean? Because obviously, like, even from alternate news media, you know, uh, alternate, like, Facebook and everything, I mean, like, we can not even capture all of everything that's going on it's so much.
0: Yeah, dude. I, you know, I, um, yeah, I've been away for a few weeks and, uh. When I got back, people were talking about Baltimore, and I'm like, "What the hell happened in Baltimore?" You know, people are like, "I'm not going anywhere near Baltimore, man." Like, why? I mean, I know Baltimore is a rough town, but like, because you know, I didn't catch all that news when I was out of the country, so um, I just got the update in the last couple of days, and I was like, "Holy shit!" The crazy thing is that this is, you know, out of all the years to have, to start getting, uh, you know, diverse in the Maryland Death Fest. This is the first year that they have uh, Mob Deep is playing in Maryland Deathfest the first night. Wait what? Yeah Mob Deep, the the hip hop group from Queens is is playing the first night in Maryland Death Fest.
1: Oh my God my, my mind is blown and I also am giggling excitedly at all of like the crusty people who are probably their heads exploded.
0: I think it's awesome. I think it's cool. I think that's awesome. You know, if you're going to, you know, they're an extreme band, you know, the same way as like uh, Napalm Death is, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I mean, I I can see someone who is like an enthusiast of, you know, metal music being like, why is a hip hop group playing? But it's like, dude, fuck it. I think it's cool, you know. Um, But unfortunately, I mean, obviously, Mob Deep was booked a year ago, at least, you know. Unfortunately, that show is going on weeks after this big, you know, controversy down there with, with uh, you know, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the guy who got allegedly killed by the cops and the rioting, right. and all these protests and all that stuff. Um, it's just it's just uh, unfortunate that this was the year that they decided to uh, diversify culturally. You know what I mean? And um, it's just it's almost like you can't you can't write a movie like, with this kind of plot. You know, this is... Life is, like, it's funnier than fiction in this case, you know. But... In a way, um,
1: it's almost perfect.
0: Yeah, it is. But I, I, you know, I hope nothing happens, obviously. You know, I hope, I hope there's no problems. I mean, it's... It's not that far away, Maryland Death Fest. And that's the thing. It's like, if it was months from now, I'd be like, I have all over by then. But it's like, shit's real down there, you know? Like, there's a For lot sure. of shit going on in that city. And you know, people are nervous, I mean, rightly so, I guess, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm going either way, you know, we're supposed to play a show, so I'm gonna fucking do it, you know, but, uh, on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I hope things are cool, I think, you know, maybe everyone will be cool, but on the other hand, I'm like, someone's gonna get fucking killed, you know, that first night, you know, I think, it just shits, like, people are upset, you know, and, uh, there's a lot of dudes from out of town, a lot of people from out of town converging on Baltimore. Uh, you know, a Maryland Death Fest ticket's not cheap. So if you're if you're a guy in Baltimore and you want to go see Mob Deep, who haven't played since, like, what, 1997 or something like that, you might yeah. complain of the high ticket, you know? And then why do you got to sit through all these bands playing blast beats and stuff, too, you know? Uh, so I mean, it, it's interesting. It's an interesting situation. You know, I really hope not that's a good point you make there with uh, the ticket prices and
1: everything too. I mean, I, I have to imagine like the rest of MTF, it's probably sold out already.
0: I think that there's uh, all the passes are gone, but I think that there's some individual tickets for some of the individual venues because they're doing a, a new, you know a thing now where you can buy tickets to a specific venue. And you can't just want, any, you know. They have all these different configurations of tickets apparently, where you can get a VIP pass and you can go wherever you want, or you only have certain days at certain venues. And I don't, I don't know if I agree with all that. I think you just pay one price and you can do whatever you want. I mean, enough people are going, you know, it just seems a little greedy to me to do to do that. You know, break it up like that. You know, yeah, you want, it got real difficult when they started mixing
1: it like with venues, and they're like, "Okay, here's the Power Violence venue, and here's the MDF, you know, three stages." But you have to walk like thirty minutes down the road to go see Infest or something. Yeah, you know? I don't like
0: that. I don't care for that that setup.
1: No, that's 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 tough. That's like a pain in the butt.
0: Is it still at the same venue or at a different place? Do you know? Yeah, I think it still at Sonar. You remember when we think, the year we played there? It was like at the end of the night, those cops just came down looking to bust heads. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's why I think someone's going to get hurt this time around. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's going to be like like black people starting you know wilding out. I think it's going to be cops that are going to be looking for trouble in a heightened state of alertness. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that just the tension. And all that sort of stuff down there and cops looking for trouble might actually, you know, precipitate this whole thing. That's why I'm a little nervous. Luckily, we're playing the last day of the festival, so if someone gets killed in the first night, you know, we're not going to be involved in any of that stuff. So,
1: Yeah, it could get pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's tense down there, and it's volatile. And it always has been tense and volatile in Baltimore in general, and I think a lot of people don't understand that about the city itself. You know, they say... That it's a culmination of of all the events that have been taking place with uh, you know people being killed by the police. I mean, Baltimore's been going to explode no matter what.
0: The thing is, though, about people getting murdered by the police—it's um each 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 of these cases is completely different, though. That's 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 the one thing I think is irresponsible about certain people's viewpoints. You know, there's every one of these cases is a completely different circumstance and they can't be mixed and you can't just be like, well, cops are killing people. Yeah, they are. But you know, in some cases, like if some two, 300 pound dude is like r- bum rushing you, like, and you're by yourself, you know, you're going to pull, you're going to pull a gun and shoot the guy. I mean, I don't, you know, it's a, it's unfortunate, you know, but it's just, uh, it's a different situation, you know? I mean, this guy in Baltimore was taken into custody and, you know, then he was, he was beaten up apparently. Allegedly the cops beat him up while I was in custody so that's a completely different circumstance. You know? And I, it just I feel like there's I mean the conspiracy theorist in me believes that on some level that there's some kind of manipulation going on to you know look at all this crazy stuff going on we need to like militarize the police and like give them like right. you know like high high power ordnance and tanks and fucking heli- you know more helicopters and body armor and shit like that, laser beams and fucking lightsabers and everything, you know? I mean, that's the paranoid side of me, but also a lot of it seems like, yeah, I mean, there, there seems to be a very extreme amount of racial violence in the last couple of years, last few years. But, um, yeah, it's just really, it's really uncomfortable, man. It's like a few years ago, it was like shootings, you know, like kids going off their medications or whatever, or like, right. Know, Like blasting the schools or, you know, shooting up movie theaters. And that was a few years ago. Now it's like. The Joker guy, yeah. Yeah, people getting, you know, like minorities getting profiled and murdered, you know. So there's like this vibe of, of, you know, civil unrest. And the police are sort of in this situation of like, well, you know, to combat crime in like the 21st century. You know they're trying to. It seems like they're trying to build this case to get like more power or legally be able to you know search people or something like that. You know it's like the more more of an erosion of our civil liberties and our rights and right. you know privacy. It's and like, like what oh,
1: direction will it go in? Yeah, will it go in that direction or will the Supreme Court step in in some of these cases perhaps or in a in a far greater overreaching thing and and say we need to put cameras on every single police officer you know and make them accountable
0: i think that's a great idea i think it's an excellent idea because you know the thing is when people filming all this stuff it's done out of context you know what i mean like you don't know what happened before or after these film clips you know they they appear and you might see some guy getting beat up but it's like you don't know what happened prior to that so it's all completely out of context you know and if there was like if cops had these GoPros on them or whatever and they were filming everything every day in their shift whenever the, you know, and shit happens all the time, I imagine, you know, especially if you're in some rough area. You know, you're going to have a document of what happens. You know, you're going to be able to document and say, okay, well, this guy, you know, whatever, was attacked or whatever. This cop stepped out of line and he didn't, you know, he neglected procedure, so... It would just make everything a lot clearer, I think, you know.
1: It would. It would take, like, the... Sort of take the human aspect out of it, you know, which I think is is kind of necessary. We need to, like, you know, take away emotions and, and, and things and situations and look at facts and try to think about things logically, you know.
0: I also think it would keep the cops more honest, too, because they're not going to be able to pull any shit, and you know, like, underhanded. Totally. You know, bullshit, you know what I mean, so... But yeah, that's, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's crazy, you know, like I, I, I really was unaware of this until just a couple of days ago, you know, and now I'm like, yeah, I'm so focused on John Jones, man, like what the fuck's going on with him?
1: <laughs> yeah, man, among, amongst all this, you know, then you get in in our favorite sport, John Jones, <laughs> man, you gotta be kidding me, that guy, he just pissed away millions of dollars, Dude, you know, I mean, he just, he didn't ruin his career. I don't think he ruined his career, but I think that he just ruined a good, good chunk of change that he could have got out of this year. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you know, sometimes people come back from these and uh, they're not what they used to be.
0: In the boxing world, for sure. Look at Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? Right,
1: and that's exactly who I was thinking of.
0: Yeah, but I mean, as of today as of the taping of this episode on uh april 30th what happened was like allegedly john jones ran a red light smashed into this car that a pregnant lady was driving the woman's arm was broken john jones allegedly fled the scene ran away the car was a rental car under his name and the cops found all this like Paperwork that identified who he was. the The thing is that gets me. It's an eyewitness or some off duty police officer said they saw John Jones returning to the to the vehicle because he had a big wad of cash in there, and he grabbed the cash and then broke <laughs> out dude, of there. Dude, you gotta be kidding me! I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like he had like a this fucking like bankroll in, in ca- all probably ones or some shit twenties or whatever in his in his car, and he came back for it. And then he broke out again and then he was just on the loose and, you know, and that was it. And eventually John Jones turned himself in and uh, there hasn't been any statement from him directly, but this was statements from somebody who alleges to be his uh, legal representation.
1: I think he tweeted and said, sorry, I disappointed everyone. But, you know, he said that like every time he's done something, like when he crashed the car, like in Rochester or whatever, with two prostitutes, he's like, sorry, everyone, I mean, maybe they were strippers. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. You know, and then he, like, gets busted for cocaine. He's like, sorry. Like, you know, he pushes Daniel Cormier. He's like, sorry. I mean, come on, man.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, his the, the whole cocaine thing was a, was a joke, really, man, because he went away to, like, rehab for, like, a day. A day? Yeah.
1: One day. you got to be kidding me. I like picturing that thing, though, with him going into his car. I like to imagine that it's just loose Cash I and mean, he's like <laughs> handfuls of like twenties, and then you have a six foot seven dude just run down the street with handfuls of cash.
0: There's a fucking story there that's going to surface, man. You know what I mean? It's like who the hell carries cash like that? Honestly, it's like I I, I think that the most cash I've ever had in my like I don't honestly I don't have I actually have like five bucks in my wallet right now. Like I have like a dollar usually, you know. And I just. I don't use fucking cash anymore, man. But this motherfucker had like cash, like real cheddar in his fucking car, man. That he drug he money, was like, dude. Dude who knows, you know? And they found weed, you know, and he was he was yeah, probably said they
1: found a marijuana pipe. I marijuana. Don't really liked that quote.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, he was probably fucked up. Like he was probably high or drunk or both or whatever. And that's why he ran, he, he ran cuz he was like, "Oh shit, like all this stuff's going on, man." But you know what? He's a dumb motherfucker because he should have got a, took a cab dude if you're fucked up and you can't fucking drive you should call a cab they have him down there in Albuquerque I've seen him in my own two eyes you know
1: he's got handfuls of cash man he could have like hired some random person off the side of the street
0: yeah could have got an Uber or whatever you know what I mean but it's like
1: you could have got a homeless person to drive his car whatever you know yeah
0: but uh so today or yesterday he you know the announcement went out that he was stripped of his title. And, Amazing. Looks, you know, th- if, if all this, these allegations are true, it's likely that he's going to spend some jail time, you know, do you
1: think so? I mean, he's, he's, you know, he's not rich, rich, but he's rich and he is important to the UFC and the UFC got rampage out of jail time when he went on that crazy rampage Yeah. when he was on the monster drink, as he said, and was with his monster truck and almost hit a pregnant lady. And then ended up being on a, like that, that he, he did like a, a, like a, like one of those, you know, drive away run things where the cops chase you down. And next thing you know, you're laying down on the highway, you know? Yeah. He didn't do jail time.
0: Well, we'll see, man. Cause this is like a felony. Someone was injured. You know, it's right. like some of the, I mean, his character doesn't look very good. You know, there's like pregnant woman, broken arm and he ran away. He didn't even fucking check to see if she was okay or not. Yeah, that's like a shitty person. You know. Yeah. That's um, true. I mean, you know, at the very least, his title's gone. So now, you know, the um, they're going to go with, like this interim title fight. You know.
1: I think it's just a title.
0: Okay, so he's straight up a
1: straight up title. There's no interim. He's like, they're like, hey, dude, you have no title. This is like,
0: nope. I think this is a fucking. I mean, it's. I I've always suspected there is some dark side to John Jones. You know what I mean? You know I. I mean you you and I've talked about him. I mean I've never disputed his skill as a fighter as a martial artist, but there was always something about that dude. Like I knew that deep down that guy was a heel. You know what I mean? And and uh, you know and then you get these reports of him wilding out. You know driving around drunk with strippers and, you know, doing cocaine and, <laughs> like... Yeah. You know, it's like like, not completely different than the image that he portrays. He portrays this, like, straight-laced guy who loves God and all this stuff, you know what I mean?
1: I mean, he's got, like, a... When I thought about him, you know, with the marijuana pipe and the cash and <laughs> the, the totaled SUV, I thought about that Philippians tattoo across his chest. Yeah. I was like, dude...
0: Well, even Cormier was like talking about this. is It's eerie, like the sort of foreshadowing that Daniel Cormier had when he was like, John Jones is a fake, you know? I just wish he would just be the real guy, you know? And months later, he's a fucking felon, man, you know? Drug, drug, snorting, uh, you know, red light running, pregnant lady smashing, felon, you know? <laughs>
1: It's crazy, man. You know, uh, it's unprecedented in MMA. In I mean, MMA it's pretty at least, big, yeah. even for. I mean, this is like. Maybe this stuff happens in NFL and I just don't follow it. Don't
0: oh, know. well, dude. Fucking the NFL. Uh, motherfuckers in, in NFL and, like, basketball are. Con- some guy got fucking killed. Some, someone killed someone in. in uh, Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. yeah. No your, relation. Your, your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my brother, yeah. <laughs> he, um. Yeah, he murdered someone, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like in, what, in Massachusetts or something like that? I think so. That's Isn't it like with New, weird new weird England weird Patriots weird. or whatever? Yeah, Dude, not really this. Those guys are, are always fucking up. They're, like, killing people. There's Michael Vick, the, uh, you know, the, the dog murderer. Oh, Jesus. yeah. You know, I they mean. Let that
1: motherfucker come back and make millions of dollars. Come on.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. It's gross. I got this fucking bruise on my head.
1: I was like, what, you got a fade or something? Like checking nah, I
0: got, yeah, like, like, this fucking like, bruise on my head. But um, but yeah, it's like you know basketball players. There was that dude I can't remember his name. He was I don't know if he was a basketball player, baseball play, baseball players. They're all on coke, you know. It's like roid years, yeah, yeah, dude. So I mean, other professional sports have had massive problems with like drugs and crime and. Sketchiness, You know, my favorite story, though, is I can't remember the guy's name. I mean, I, I don't I mean, like I don't know anything about sports, really. I mean, I don't follow it. The only sports I watch are like MMA, and kickboxing and boxing and shit like that. Jiu Jitsu tournaments. But um, the guy shot himself in the foot. You remember this dude? <laughs> remember that guy? He was like at a strip club or something and he had like a, a gun yeah, like yeah, yeah. Stuck in yeah. the front of oh, his sweatpants a, or whatever.
1: He's wearing sweatpants. He had a gun and he shot himself in the foot.
0: Yeah. Uh that's like the level, you know, and now we got John Jones who's like
1: that, yeah, John Jones is on that level. Whoever that guy is, yeah like those two
0: are shaking hands. Totally. But it still it makes me sad though, just because John Jones is without a doubt, you know a legend, he's, he's a legend, man. Like, that guy... He's,
1: you know, the greatest light heavyweight fighter in all of mixed martial arts history, you know? I mean, the guy is amazing.
0: Could have been pound for pound, too, man. Like, if he kept his, his uh, kept his, his shit together, you know, he could, he could have been the greatest pound for pound fighter in MMA history. I mean, he
1: might still be able to be, depending on how he comes back.
0: Yeah. You know, with something like this, man... Because I think that a lot—I mean, this is all speculation, obviously. You know, is my my impression is that there was a battle going on inside that dude to keep this like image up, and reconciling that with like who his true his true nature, you know. Definitely. And you know, and I think that this whole thing might might have just crack him. You know, now it's like everyone knows the cat's out of the bag. Everyone knows he's kind of like this you know savage like dude you know and uh i don't know i hope i hope nothing but the best for the guy honestly it's like i don't i don't like to see people go out like that you know and i think that you know the guy he needs help and i hope that you know if he if he i hope at the very least at the end of all this he gets help and and improves and figures out what his problems are and deals with them and you know i think i would love to see him can come back and continue fighting you know and i would like uh it's a shame that it's not like an interim title or something like that, where he gets crack at, like, you know, the first... Like, if he returns, you know, he gets title shot. Like, that'd be cool, you know? I would never problem he probably... That. I mean, he must get a title shot immediately, I would
1: think. Um, and if he comes back, you know, in, in form, I mean, really, it could end up being great for him because he will be only the third-ever two-time light heavyweight champion. In the footsteps of Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture, so I mean it could end up really working out for him. But I mean, if he goes to rehab, and I was talking to a friend about this today, and he was like, "He's not coming back." I'm like, "Well, why? Why do you think that?" And he's like, "Well, when you go to rehab, like, and you have a serious addiction problem, they break you down to build you up." Yeah. And when you're someone who's like a fighter like that, that dude's got to be like rock solid, you know, ego his mind is like together that I'm the best. And now he's going to have someone constantly on him, breaking him down to build him up. Yeah. How's he going to be when he comes back? I mean, that's like some Tyson parallels there.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, cause Tyson never really came back, you know what I mean? Like his, his glory days, his best fights were, you know, behind him, you know what I mean? At that point in his career. Yep. But, um, you know what I think is kind of funny though? It's how that you can see like the poster for the, the fight between, uh, Johnson and Cormier it's like the poster itself it looks a little thrown together and kind of half-assed you know what I mean it's like, like they like, oh. like
1: Photoshop John
0: out it looks just like, like it, that
1: they did. just put Cormier's head on John
0: Jones <laughs> yeah it looks like the, the guy whoever designed that looks like they did it on their iPhone like on their way to work or something <laughs> like that got some app yeah like the, the UFC posters UFC. app <laughs> but uh yeah so I mean that, that'll be a great fight you know yeah
1: I'm excited for that fight. I mean, I think that Cormier is getting Cormier is. I mean, listen, Cormier is obviously a very, very amazing, talented athlete fighter. And I don't mean anything negative when I say that. I think that he's lucky in may gifted is too negative or suggestive of a term. But I mean, the guy just decisively lost
0: to John Jones. Yeah. If
1: he wins the title, I mean, everyone's just going to be like you're a paper champion you know yeah what does that belt mean it's what what does it mean you know we know that guy i don't see him beating john you know
0: you don't think rumble johnson would beat john
1: well i don't know about that and i don't and i hope that rumble beats cormier i mean i know they're different wrestlers but phil davis couldn't take uh anthony johnson down at all and another thing to think about is uh i want to say phil davis i mean he's not a great striker he's a horrible striker but um you know, I mean, he has more, way more reach than Cormier, and he couldn't he couldn't touch uh, Johnson. I mean, Cormier is going to try to blitz him and probably do some infighting because he, he can't range strike with him. No. Um, I don't know. I mean, it should be interesting. I mean, I, I don't think that either guy has fought someone like the other person. And um, a lot of people are talking about, oh, you know, Johnson... When he fought at one seventy, he lost to some people.
0: Forget you know. about that one seventy, run. Exactly. That dude was like not fight. He was like a, a shadow of himself at one seventy, and even as a shadow of himself, he beat Koschek, I think, right? He lost. Oh shit! Okay, all right. He I take that back. make eye. a choke. All right, but still, there you go. He was a shadow. I mean, the craziest of
1: loss of his career. I mean, if this guy becomes a heavyweight, light heavyweight champion, the craziest thing is that this guy lost to. 155 pound fighter and I think eventually 145 pound fighter Rich Clementi I mean like that's so crazy I mean it's crazy that Johnson fights at 205 now but if this guy becomes a champion rich Clementi beat him in the past I mean hey it's it's totally it, it has no no it bears no weight in this situation this is a totally different guy he's at a totally different weight he doesn't have those issues that he had before. Um, it's just sort of funny that's
0: all I mean that that dude walks around at like 240 pounds you know what I mean and somebody shoot that's criminal for that guy to cut to 170 man that's a
1: that must have been horrible
0: yeah I mean that's how the hell I mean that and that's what I'm trying to say anyone who's like well you know he has all these losses I'm like no one you know that weight cut crazy you know and whoever whatever coach like told him you know suggested you do that should be like fucking beaten that you know they should <laughs> that's like who the hell would want to torture someone like that you know
1: it, it's crazy I don't know if anyone's did a side by side picture of each Anthony Johnson but it's crazy
0: yeah you know what else is weird too is um you know Nick Diaz got with his marijuana charge got um suspended for like a year you know
1: I was gonna say so he's suspended right but Anderson Silva is not
0: for, for performance enhancing drugs
1: That's so sad I don't even know what this, I can't even it, You know I, I'm like You know After the BJ Penn destruction When and, and talking about people Cutting weight Oh my god That guy looked
0: Oh 145
1: looked like, like doll seam Yeah Oh dude Real quick sorry Out in the Can you hear that at all Out in the darkness There's like Coyotes Really The whole shit a lot of coyotes like just Holy started barking shit. and
0: screaming out in the darkness. All there is in my
1: backyard is just complete darkness.
0: Nice. Oh
1: yeah, they're just out there all howling and barking.
0: And, yeah, I can't hear them. Probably
1: got a deer or something.
0: There's uh, I have some new neighbors here. That if things continue to go this way, there might be. I might actually end up in jail. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a fucking chicken, right? I mean, this is Brooklyn, New York. Okay, you know, and I'm in an urban environment here. And I
1: sort of wish they were hipsters; that'd be amazing.
0: No, no, they are, dude. They're <laughs> like they have like one guy looks like a lumberjack, you know, but he's probably never cut a tree down in his life, oh, okay. and like his girlfriend looks like you know like olive oil or no, she looks like oh, Thelma from olive oil. she looks like Thelma from um, Scooby Doo, sort of, you know, and like th- th- that's all right. Yeah, but you get get what I'm saying. (laughs) And um, so, like, one day I heard this chicken, man. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I looked out my window. There's, like, a chicken coop back there with, like, this chicken confined in it. And, uh, yeah. And then they've been just, you know, like, partying, like, weeknights. When I got back from Europe on that Saturday, I just wanted peace and quiet and, like dudes are just like not really like you know wilding out or anything but just like you know these like voices and like you know I might have to have a talk with these people you know what I mean just be like hey yeah, you dude. Know, just like keep it down like don't you know I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything but I'm just like have some courtesy because you know you live around people you know and I know in the scenarios where I've gone out into this little courtyard that's in the back of my building, I'm I'm just like, oh, I just wanna be quiet. I don't wanna like make a big ruckus or anything, I don't wanna like annoy anybody, you know. And uh these people have like no regard for anyone and it's a drag and they're my new neighbors. <laughs> so, that sucks. Yeah. But yeah, it's like one of those scenarios where someone who who is probably from some other place, they wanna make This like where they came from, you know what I mean, and and it doesn't really work that way so much with chickens and.
1: They're just trying to live the Brooklyn experience.
0: Yeah, but like, when is is, like, unless you're like on like some Santeria, like trip, like when do you see chickens out here? You know, it's like, you know, unless it's like one of those uh, Botanica places where they do like voodoo and shit. You know what I mean? Do you see those like? Well, they want to go to the beer garden, dude, and they want to talk about how they cracked open an egg from their chicken this morning you know what I mean yeah like well I ate my own free range organic egg from my apartment chicken but it's not really free range man you know cause it's like
1: it's probably just as free range as free range <laughs> yeah
0: probably Maybe actually you're probably right. right you know you're probably right actually about that you be you know having more knowledge in the, uh, the food industry than I do what's the actual definition of free range do you know
1: I don't know exactly but I do know that usually it, it it just entails like a like a small walk space. You know, so they're not not in a cage their entire life, but they're still in a very cramped area.
0: So it's not like they're wandering around the countryside like eating grubs and like pecking at grass and, you know. No. Nope.
1: I mean, unless you buy them local.
0: Yeah that's unsettling man so it's kind of upsetting and you know everyone thinks that they're uh you know cruelty free and everything but you know the reality is like you I mean I don't really eat that much chicken these days but like there's uh you know I eat a lot of eggs so yeah
1: I do I eat a lot of eggs too yeah I don't know it's been sort of weighing on me recently you know and I'm like huh and I'm not really sure how to what's that how I need to deal with it
0: what's that eating eggs
1: Just eating animals again, I don't know, I'm like, ah, man, like, ah, like, you know, the contribution to all these different types of things, uh, you know, whatever, the use of the fossil fuels in it, like, if I'm getting even organic chicken, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know, just the, the, I'm like, you know, hey, man, I love cats, dogs are cool, uh, I like the deer in my backyard, you know, they're cool. I also like venison, I'm like, ah man, you know, there's, they're living things, who am I to judge something based upon what we perceive its ability to, I guess, perceive reality, you know, we're like, well, this thing has no clue about (laughs) uh, reality and existence, and it's not, you know, sentient, so, I mean it's worthless. Like it's, it's life is meaningless and us killing it and consuming it is like, is it ain't no problem at all. Jack, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I don't know how I like eating meat. Um, you know, it makes, I certainly do. it makes me feel good. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, I get the nutrition I get from meat allows me to do a lot of the things that I do. And, uh, I don't think I'd be able to train as hard and do all these things if I was a vegetarian, really. You know, I just think my metabolism is geared up more towards consuming animal products and, you know, animal fats and things like that, you know. And and I just don't think I'd be able to function. Because I I was a vegetarian for a few years, like a long, long time ago. And uh, I literally was a shadow of myself, like, back then. I was, like, had no muscles and just, like, no energy, you know. It was just... Pretty miserable, really. You know, like for, the
1: buried inside guys.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> like them. <laughs> Nothing but love
1: for them, but that was—they were—they were—they were sick vegans, man.
0: Yeah, vegan. Forget about being vegan, dude. That's—that's that's unnatural, really.
1: You know, man. I think it's just genetics. Like, you know, some people. There's vegan
0: weightlifters out there. There are vegan fighters. You yeah, Diaz Uh, what's that other guy? The. the oh. Um, Jake Shields. Jake Shields. Yep. Wasn't uh, yeah, uh Mac Danzig? Wasn't he vegan too? Mac
1: Danzig. Yeah. yeah. And you know those guys were like
0: jacked. What kind know, of supplements that's genetics, are they take, man? You know. What kind of supplements? And also, John Fitch just got popped for performance hand, hand, hand ped's as well. Oh, he did. No, yeah. He did. Yep. In uh, World Series of Fighting. Um,
1: I missed that.
0: Yeah. There's a photo of him, and he was like fucking just jacked. Like, he had huge arms and veins and stuff like that. And I was like, like, my man's been, like, doing some, like, weightlifting, you know? Like, throwing some kettlebells around. And then sure enough, because John, um, John Finch was, like, a big, you know, anti-drug guy, you know, anti-PED guy. And his last fight, he tested positive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I want to say he talks shit about GSP, you know?
0: Everyone thinks GSP was on steroids, you know? Maybe he is, but I don't know. It's just... He's just a fucking genetic specimen like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I I watched this documentary on uh, Lance Armstrong. I don't even know what to think about athletes after that, man. I'm like, oh shit. You know, is everybody on a PED? Is everyone blood doping? Is everyone doing some type of take the blood out of you, spin it, you know, put it back
0: in you, put your... Take your brain out, have to do a 360, <laughs> put it back in your head. Take you your brain math. out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that for sure, like, in the 80s, like, football players, baseball players are on steroids. You know? Crazy shit. Bodybuilders, you know, like Arnold and all those guys are, like, just... Incredible. Still,
1: man. Those guys are still on steroids, oh, yeah,
0: man. Yeah, Dorian Yates. Like, guys like that are just you don't get to be that big without taking something, man. You know? But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you know, it's crazy in the UFC, though, how many people, I mean, there was, like, this epidemic of, like, steroid abuse. You know, steroid P. Totally. You know, uh, testosterone replacement therapy or, you know, whatever, whatever all that stuff is, you know?
1: Speaking of both of those things, testosterone and steroid abuse, on that uh, former John Jones card... Uh, God's Chosen Son returns Vitor
0: oh yeah Vitor versus Weidman versus what a Weidman. card man it, that's like
1: this is like two years it's been a long time since Vitor his last win I want to say was the Rockhold spinning back kick knockout that was a long time ago
0: yeah uh yeah yeah cause he, he that was his last fight on on TRT and that too yeah, he was he, – well, he was knocked all those guys out. He was all juiced up. Who was when he, crazy, man. He knocked he out – kicking him, Bisping. Yeah, like with that spinning back kick. He, he knocked out Rockhold. He knocked out um, uh, Dan Henderson. Yeah, that's he right. He knocked out uh, – there was another guy he knocked out in that same tear that he was on. Um, well, he knocked out Bisping with a head kick. He knocked out yeah. Rockhold
1: with a spinning back kick, and he knocked out Henderson with an uppercut, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah and and then uh, he went on you know he, he was uh, banned from using TRT and now he's just like a regular guy like going to fight Weidman like who's like a fucking animal you know yeah <laughs> I, I've actually become a fan of his really yeah I Interesting. I, 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 I was uh, very uh, reluctant you know to embrace him as a champ but after he beat Machida I was like alright well you know there's something to all this you know what I mean Hey, I'm not he, gonna. He
1: he, took, he got hurt in rounds four and five. Yeah, he got hurt
0: in that fight. Like, I'm not saying it was a cakewalk, you know, not by any means. You know, he. Well, cheated. I'm just saying
1: that that's that. I I I see what you mean from that fight based on the fact that I'm like, wow, this guy's tough. He's got heart. He's talented.
0: You know, he's got cardio. He's rallying. You know. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's, he's, he fights like a champ. You know what I mean? And and I give exactly. him props for that. You know what I mean? But. um... I'm excited about Rockhold, man. You know? He's looking amazing. Yeah, I mean, beat Machida. You know? That was crazy. Submitted him. Right? <sighs> uh, you know, he beat Bisping, you know, which is like... I mean, you know, whatever. Bisping is a tough guy, man. You know, he's always... As we saw
1: this weekend.
0: He's always a couple of fights away from Champ being a contender, in my opinion. Like, he's... Always. Always one or two fights away from being... Um, you know, a, a champ, in my opinion. and I agree. You know, and it's like... I don't know, I just feel like, like you know, he's... he's uh, fight, Beating him is a huge, um, you know, accomplishment, you know. So I'm excited about Rockhold, you know, and... Uh, oh,
1: yeah, man. Rockhold versus Weidman is... Oh, I really look forward to that. You know, it's interesting because Rockhold, you know, he's like, oh, he can't handle my striking... He can't handle my jujitsu, but I mean Weidman's good on the ground. He's yeah, he a top wrestler. Rockhold shouldn't take him lightly. You no, know? I mean he trains, you know, with Sarah, Not Sarah, probably
0: with Hanzo. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit, he does train over Hanzo Gracie's, you know. And then you know Ray Longo is a fucking amazing, uh, you know, boxing coach, the striking
1: coach. Yeah, amazing.
0: Yeah. So he's he's like, just a
1: different striker than uh, uh, Rockhold. You know, he's and and I think Rockhold saying. I don't know if he's just trying to get in his head or he's pumping himself up, being like, he can't strike with me, he can't roll with me.
0: I think yeah. that's just talk, honestly. I can't imagine Luke, because Luke Rockhold's an intelligent fighter, you know. Yeah. He's at a good camp, you know. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think, I think that he's just trying to stir the pot a little bit, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. The big question though is, will, will Jacare ever get a title shot?
1: <laughs> Jesus, man. And poor Jacare, like, and also poor Chris Camozzi. I mean, are they going to have Jacare, Chris Camozzi, three? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's rough. What was that, an armbar? That was beautiful. Yeah. That transition was beautiful. I believe... There's another really...
0: I believe Jacare defeated Marcelo Garcia, actually, in, like, in Abu Dhabi or something like that.
1: Huh. Yeah. He's scary. I mean, he's amazing on the ground.
0: Yeah, he's the top...
1: I want to say there was another... Armbar this weekend. Not yeah. that
0: I guess it wasn't this weekend, but um, yeah, it was uh, Demetrius Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. That was like the 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 last second of the fight. He armbarred that guy.
1: That was a really sweet armbar, man.
0: Yeah, you know what, man? I I'm gonna go hard in my support of Demetrius Johnson. You know, what I'm I mean? with you because he he. I mean, he's he has a, a legitimate um you know, argument for being pound for pound greatest fighter of all time too, in my opinion.
1: Man, his cardio is insane. What about
0: his technique? His
1: technique is insane. Yeah. He's a great striker. His movement's crazy. I love Matt Hume. His 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 trainer, Matt Hume, is yeah. a classic. Um, Tim Bosch used to train with him. I think he was better off when he did. Uh... I wish more people did train with Matt Hume because the guy's awesome. He He's a real... He seems like he's a really good coach that cares about his fighters and has great game plans and is just a great trainer. And, uh... DJ's just soaked it up. And, man... I mean... I don't know who's gonna beat him. Um... If we fast forward a little bit... I think, um... Oh, again on that, uh... John Jones... <laughs> sorry. On that Rumble Cormier card... Um the flyweight division, the next contenders is, is, is going to come out of that. Or if we're looking at this as a, uh, a tournament, we got Benavidez versus Moraga. I mean, Benavides is going to smoke Moraga, no problem. Um, and Dodson versus Makovsky. I like Makovsky. He's the former Bellator Bantamweight champion. He looks great at, at flyweight. But I think Dodson... I mean, that guy... He's the most annoying fighter, I think, in the UFC. I can't stand Yeah, John shit. Dodson. He's horrible. I mean, it's it's insufferable. But his hand speed is insane. And he's going to light Makovsky up. He's going to stuff him. And he's going to light him up. I think Dodson probably will fight Benavidez. And I think Dodson will come out on top. And we'll have Dodson uh, DJ too. Which will be a great fight. But, um... It was a real travesty on that card. Uh... The UFC closed off, like, half the arena. And it's probably going to be the worst-selling pay-per-view of all UFC time, you
0: know? I I just don't get it, man. Like, he can't headline, you know, a a fight, a card. No. But also, people are saying that it's also um, the fact that it was in Canada, too. And Canada has been sort of waning in their support of mixed martial arts, you know? But... But still, in all man, I, you know, it bums me out that more people don't aren't getting on the on the, the train. You know the the you know the, the Demetrius Johnson. He's exciting train. and
1: he's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and it's like I think you know it's just the fact that people are hung up with it that the guy's 125 pounds. You know, and it's just like I shouldn't that shouldn't let you get in the way of that. You know, the guy's an incredible fucking athlete. You know.
1: Yeah, you can kick any normal person's ass. Who cares what they weigh? You know.
0: <laughs> hey. uh I don't think I ever got your uh, your your feelings about uh, Conor McGregor.
1: Oh boy! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that (laughs) I think Aldo is going to Muay Thai woodchip the shit out of that guy, and I think he's going to shut him up real bad. I hope so. Uh, I think that. He seems like he's talented, and yeah, he he strike he hits hard. I mean, for someone who has, I mean, I I was gonna say a, a karate background, but obviously you look at Machida, and you know it's it's different. He doesn't dart in like that. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, he's he's talented, and he's sort of funny. I mean, I think it's good for this, like the UFC and the sport, and you know, there's gonna be characters like this, and I and I totally get it. I really like Aldo, though, and I think that he is just, like, slapping the shit out of a bee's nest, and he's going to get destroyed.
0: Yeah, I hope so, because I can't stand Conor McGregor. And um, I think that he doesn't deserve to be in the position he's in, really. I mean, I feel like, you know, he was definitely pushed along by the by the, the company, you know. I mean, how do you go f- – I mean, nothing against Dennis Seaver, but it's like – the only top five guy that he fought was Dustin Poirier. Yep. You know, and I don't, maybe maybe Poirier didn't take him seriously enough because you know he was coming off uh, fighting. I think Diego Brandao was the fight he had right before that. And, yep. Oops. And Diego Brandao is like you know not not I, he's like more top fifteen maybe. Like I don't even. He's think like he's,
1: a first round storm, and then after that, it's like he's
0: done. Yeah, but would I think, was ranked eighth or something like that when he fought um, when he fought McGregor. And if, if in my book, you don't go from fighting an eighth ranked guy to getting a title shot without it's not crazy. without not without fighting the guys that are ranked ahead of you. You know, how do you jump yeah. ahead of, of fucking uh, Frankie Edgar or how do you jump ahead of Chad Mendes? You know, totally. I know both of those guys. You know, lost to uh, you know to to Aldo, but. You got you, you. He needed to fight at least one of those guys to get a title shot, you know. And my feeling yeah. is We're that
1: best two of the division's best wrestlers, almost. Yeah,
0: and my yeah, my God. feeling is that best. the management was probably like, "Well, like, we can't put him out there with wrestlers because they're just going to take him down and like beat him to death," you know. Which is probably what would happen. I mean, I imagine you would get a D one wrestler, and and. Those long legs that McGregor has, and that's it. They're just going to single leg him on the ground and just elbow him in the face, you know. And try um, submit him. Yeah, maybe your ground, you know, ground and pound or whatever. Hopefully submissions, because that's how he's lost before is by submission, you know.
1: Although I'd like to see ground and pound.
0: Yeah, but also you know, McGregor boxing is his game, really. I mean, I know he's got these crazy kicks and everything, but he's never really connected it with any of those kicks. It's like. It's all distraction. It's like a smokescreen. Right. I mean, totally. You know, people claim he's got a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, but it's like Ireland is not known for its rich jiu-jitsu uh, culture. You know what I mean? I mean, MMA right. didn't like even exist. Irish
1: brown belt. Like, yeah. What is that? Is that in Brazilian
0: Yes. Yeah. What's his lineage? You know what I mean? And also, you know, MMA has only existed for a few years over there, you know, so... I, I don't I don't know. The whole thing just seems sketchy to me. But, anyway, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm i tired of the time. Yeah, you're right, Maybe man. They pushed him around. They pushed him up there, you know?
1: It's like Brandao, Poirier, Seaver. <laughs> oh, and Holloway. He, he Holloway. Holloway. Who's looking excellent right now. Yeah, Holloway's
0: on a tear, definitely. Yeah.
1: That Swanson fight, holy smokes,
0: man. Yeah, totally, man. But, um... So uh, there's, a, there's a card next week, which maybe one of those fights looks really interesting, you know?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, there's a couple of fighters on there that I know and everything, but I'm not like... I mean, you know, I'm not stoked on pretty much any of the fights, except for the main fight, which is just... I, I want the Cinderella story, you know? I, I like Miochik. He looked really good against JDS. I oh, think yeah. he could have beaten JDS if he had just picked up on... Um, JDS kept exiting towards his right with his hands down, and if Miocic had thrown a left head kick, he would have got him, man. He would have. He kept doing it. For five rounds, he kept exiting with his hands down to the right. If he had thrown that left high kick, he would have got him. He would have
0: got him. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I think then also Miocic, his... Um that was the first five round fight I think he's fought. Um, or am I wrong? Maybe, Again.
1: maybe. I was I was trying to think if that Roy Nelson fight was five rounds
0: or three rounds. We
1: put a beating on Roy. I mean,
0: yeah, yeah Roy, Roy, Roy's hard to finish, man. He is, but it, yeah,
1: you know, Hunt. You know, I'm thinking about the Miocic fight against JDS. I can't remember if he got hit early in the fight or it was late in the fight that Miocic get hit, but. I mean, if Hunt hits him like that, you know he'll probably be going
0: down. Well, Hunt, you know, is a, a knockout specialist. You know what I mean? He's like, you know kickboxing, you know head kick headhunter. You know.
1: walkaways, man. Beautiful walkaways.
0: <laughs> the walkaway, walk The walkaway with uh, with um, big country though got got interrupted by the by the the, uh, the ref gotten away on that one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice one, man.
0: Hunt, Hunt's dangerous, and I like I like both of these guys. That's the problem. It's like I'm a fan of Miocic and Mark Hunt, so it's it's emotionally it's hard for me to call, like you know, but I, I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Miocic on this one, hmm. slightly. Because he's
1: faster, you think? Or?
0: Yeah, he's got he's got the speed. Um, I don't yeah, know he if he has the, the knockout power, and he's got the cardio, and Hunt, Hunt. One m-
1: thing to note on the cardio is that. They are fighting in Australia, so it's sea level. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah. So
1: Hunt's not going to have any issues. Yeah. We know when Hunt fought against J.D. Um, excuse me. Verdum. Yeah. For the interim title. That was in Mexico City where that's elevation. Yeah. And he had like two weeks to train for that. Like 10
0: days. Yeah, he stepped it. in because that was supposed to be against, uh, originally he was supposed to, he was supposed to fight Kane Velasquez. Some know.
1: some guy called Kane Velasquez. I don't know. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen him fight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I hope he stays healthy, man. Because that's Jesus gonna, Christ. Me too. We're gonna see what's what at UFC 188, man. Like when he, him and Verdum meet. Are they? Are yeah. they calling? Ver, like, are they? Are they trying? Are they threatening uh, Velasquez with like a you know some sort of interim? Yeah, you know, I mean, there was I mean, talk.
1: Is interim.
0: Yeah, because of the injuries and all this and sort of stuff. So this it's, is. Um,
1: I don't know, man. I think if he gets injured, God forbid, they gotta strip him you know it's it's too bad he's so talented but I mean the guy's defended I mean he's so talented he's fought like once every 18 months or something it's it's really not good
0: yeah also I guess training with fucking DC you know on a daily basis probably taking a toll on him too man you know going to war with that guy and sparring <laughs> DC DC's last- fine <laughs> yeah it's true yeah you're right <laughs> Yeah, that's true. So who else is on this card, man? We got Brad Tavares, who, you know, he's he's like on, on a streak right now.
1: Yep. Um, he just beat Nate the Great. Yep. Uh, Robert Whitaker, who was on one of the TUFs. It might have been Smashes, I want to say. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's from New Zealand. Uh, good striker. He went down to one. He fought 185. Lost, Went down to 170. Or maybe he was winning and went to 170. Lost. Went back to 185. And then I can't remember the guy that he beat, but he looked really good in it. And I was really surprised. I don't know how much of a force he's really going to be. And Brad Tavares is like definitely a, you know, he's a box full of tools. You're like, I think all the pieces are in here. And there's like maybe a couple nuts and bolts missing. The guy's like a jack of all trades, you know.
0: Yeah, but it feels like his mental game isn't quite in place. You know what I mean? I think that he yeah. probably probably the only the only deficit he has is is like the mental ability to put it all together. Yeah,
1: you're you're right. Actually, I think he seems like he's really talented, athletic. He just doesn't have that push sometimes. You know, maybe he, he sort of stops and starts thinking a little bit too much in his head. I don't know. But then the rest of the card, I mean, you look at it and it's, I mean, there's um, there's three fighters on the card that have uh, an 8-0 and zero record, so maybe the UFC thinks that they're prospects of some type, I don't know. Um, and then you got some guys in here who, you know, you got Anthony Piroche, the hippo. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Jake Matthew is, uh, he's going against James Vick, who fights out of, uh, who the hell is that? horrible coach who had like the uh, the, the people he they, they had like the, the rapists in his uh, <laughs> in his school Lloyd Irvin oh
0: yeah yeah okay he, he's in his camp
1: yeah the, the cursed camp of, of Lloyd Irving
0: is he Irvin or Irving I, I Ur- Irvin. Um. so yeah James Vick
1: fights out of there he looked like not good in his last fight Hatsu Hayoki is fighting, um, who I think might be on, like, a three-fight losing streak. Uh, Kyle Noak, you know, fighting at 170. I think he lost, uh, against, uh, Patrick Cote. Smiling and Sam Alvey's fighting. Uh, I, that guy, he's like, he just does random upsets and then smiles at the camera. I don't know, he's likable. Um, Man, looking at the women's atom weight and just some of the women's division, you get fifteen and nine. Lisa Ellis versus Beck Rawlings, who's five and four. It's like what are, these records are just like. I don't know. I mean, Beck Rawlings, I, maybe because her character is, in, is enticing. You know, people are like, "Oh, she has lip rings or something."
0: She was in like, uh, uh, Ultimate Fighter, I think, right?
1: Right, and she was in the Ultimate Fighter. But it's like 5-4, and four, man. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine a 5-4 and four male fighter in the UFC? Because no. I can't.
0: No way. Uh,
1: Dylan Andrews, super likable dude. I'm glad he's fighting again. I think his last fight, he lost to Sam Alvey. He went for a takedown and knocked himself out. That was a bummer. Um, and then the rest of the card, man. You got 4-2 and two Alex Chambers versus... Uh, three and one, Kalen Curran, six and four, Vic Grujić. I don't imagine I'm pronouncing that right. Versus five and one, Brendan O'Reilly, um, Altekin Ozkalik I remember him just because his name is cool. <laughs> is uh, nine and three versus Ben Nguyen, who's thirteen and five. I mean, it's a very regional for that area type of card. I mean, if they tried to do this shit in America, <laughs> I mean, yeah. do you think anyone would show up to this fight? I don't. I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. So it, I mean, you
1: know, aside from the headliner, I, I don't. I'm, I. I don't think I will be watching this card live.
0: Yeah, I. I, I mean, it's on Fight Pass, so you can watch it pretty much any time. You know.
1: Oh, that's right. It's on Fight Pass. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, it's probably Saturday. What time does it start? Eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not going to be watching that.
1: Is that Australian time though
0: it says Eastern... Oh, you know what? No, it's Eastern Standard Time. May not. Damn,
1: if it's 11 p.m. here, what time is it
0: there? I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> you know, who knows? It might be a different, completely different day. Who knows what it is.
1: You don't have your uh, Australian time calculator ready?
0: No. I don't have that. I don't have that app. But uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's call up Jamie from Ulcerate and ask him.
0: Yeah. So also this weekend is... Uh, You know, the the much-anticipated fight between Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather.
1: You know, man, we've been waiting for this fight for, like... When I say we, I'm talking about collective fight fans, you know? Even though I'm not a huge fan of boxing in this day and age, you know, I can't deny the legendary status of this clash. Oh, yeah. I feel like we've been waiting for it for, like, five years. And you blew my mind when you told me it was this weekend. yeah. Before we started recording this, I really thought it was, like, May 26th or something. I can't believe it's this weekend. Like, I thought the hype was going to be bigger. I thought that I would see, like, a plane fly by with, like, a Manny Pacquiao doll hanging from it. I don't know, you know?
0: I I can tell you who I'd like to win, but I don't know if he's actually going to win or not. I, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm a Manny fan all the way. So, you know, I like Floyd Mayweather, but I, I really would like love to see Manny win this fight and then retire.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just hope that it's a competitive fight and that there isn't a controversy. Yeah. It, I mean, if that's, can I just ask for those things in any fight? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's all I want, you know. I mean, I hope that Floyd doesn't just, he's a beautiful defensive boxer. Yeah. Um, I mean, it should be a good fight, you know. And I just hope it's a good fight. You know, it's a little late in the game for both of them. Yeah. The thing is, is that Manny
0: has slipped a few times yep.
1: in recent years. Yeah. And Floyd really hasn't.
0: No, Floyd you know? still maintains and, uh, that record. You know. Yeah. So
1: it's it's tough, you know.
0: In, in my heart of hearts, I feel that Mayweather is, might win this fight, though. Like, like I'm telling you, like right now, I, I, I'm pulling for Manny, but I, I do feel like Mayweather might might win. It's not going to be like I love knockout. to see
1: Mayweather get his comeuppance. I mean, I'm not going to support a fucking dude who hangs out with Justin Bieber after like in the ring after a fight. Like, no,
0: no, that ain't happening. It's a shame that boxing has turned into the travesty that it is, man. Because it's like. You know, it's got such an interesting lineage and like, you know, like that style of boxing is like, you know, it's, it's, it's a, without using your feet or legs or shins or anything or elbows, just relying on your hands and like head movement, it really is like like an incredible sport, you know, and it's a shame that it, it got turned into like this like dog and pony show, you know, by and large.
1: I don't even know anyone who watches boxing, really.
0: I started watching it again. Because of um, there's premier boxing on Friday nights on Spike, and it's kind of cool. Like uh, for the first time in my adult life, I actually have a cable package now, and I got it specifically to watch the uh, Fox Sports events and uh, Glory kickboxing and all that other stuff. And nice. Friday Friday night, you know, Bellator. Um, Friday nights now are uh, you know, kind of like combat sport night, and it's either uh, Bellator. Uh, glory kickboxing or pre- Premier boxing, which I started and I just started watching that again and uh, yeah, it's, you know I mean, I fuck around with boxing here and there you know, it's it's cool you know, a couple of days a week, you know, over at the old Muay Thai camp we train American style boxing and you know, I enjoy it, but um, yeah, you know, as a result of that I think I started watching again, now, when I was a kid I really got into boxing, you know, I watched a lot of like in the 80s, you know, when Mike Tyson was on his reign of terror, you know yeah right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that boxing match is like cost prohibitive for me to watch live, which is fucking
1: hundred dollars, dude. That's hundred dollars pay per view.
0: That's just fucking greedy, man. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, it sucks because I actually when I when I first heard they were going to fight, I was like, "Oh, cool, man! It's going to be like you know, like like a seventy dollars pay per view or whatever." And it's yeah, just like even
1: that, man. Isn't that crazy? that UFCs are like sixty five dollars HD now.
0: Yeah, I don't need like, the, what HD. In the world. Do
1: they think that we're living in here, man. Yeah,
0: I, like, I don't. I don't need the HD version, man.
1: It's you know. like you know, the product hasn't really increased to such a level where you can raise it ten dollars. In my eye, I don't think that we just went over. I mean granted we were talking about a fight pass but I mean there's been some pay-per-views that have been like a shitty amount of fights that I don't care about and it's like you only pay $65 for this Jack
0: you see on. arguably well now okay now this this thing with Demetrius Johnson you know right the pay-per-views you know it, that that 10 bucks might have hurt that guy that extra $10 totally. you know yeah you know I think that that's like it's just a little too expensive, man, and and they have a lot of fights now. You know, back remember how many UFCs there used to be, like four years or something like that. Yeah, I mean, totally,
1: man. You know, like every two months, you come over, you watch a fight, you're like stoked, you're like, you're yeah. waiting for it, you
0: know. Now there's like yep. multiple. I mean, it's granted some of them are free; they're on Fox or they're Fight Pass fights, but. Yeah, there's, like, several, like, three, you know, it seems like almost every weekend there was something going on for a while, you know? And then there's Ultimate Fighter, and, you know, I don't know if you've watched any of those, like, that, the Jim Wars one. You know,
1: I said I was going to watch the, the Adam Waite one, because I thought it was interesting that um, the person would be the champion. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that sounds really interesting, and it was on Fight Pass, I think, wasn't it? Maybe it wasn't,
0: I yeah. don't
1: know. I didn't watch a single freaking episode, man. yeah. I thought I was going to, and I didn't. I just didn't care. I don't know what it's going to take me to watch that show again. I just, I just don't care.
0: I tuned in last night. They, they had um, the first Black second, Zillions versus... Yeah, American Top Team. Yep. It was all right, but it wasn't... I don't know if I'm going to continue watching it, really. You know? I don't know, man. They, in a way, it's like they should just discontinue that, that whole thing. I feel like they've kind of done Yeah, everything. it's like a
1: horse-skeleton marionette you know Yeah, like they're not they, even beating a horse they have like a skeleton on some strings and they're like making it dance for you
0: and also the uh, you know Carla Esparza winning you know that whole the the, the all female uh, you know you know that, that whole uh, season Esparza won right and then she gets defeated in her first title defense she got destroyed
1: in her first title defense yeah by in Jacek Joanna yeah. yeah in Jacek yeah
0: you know, and and uh, it was like, oh, actually, uh, I don't know if you watched the Gabriel Gonzaga fight with uh, Mirko I Krokop. did, and
1: I was so happy. Yeah,
0: I was happy that Mirko Krokop won. I mean, I
1: like, I like Gonzaga. Yeah, I do. Of course, I, I mean but, the guy's awesome, especially when he has that free mercury mustache. Oh yeah, the shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's sexy, man, definitely. But Crocop is is like a classic, legendary fighter. Legend. though. yeah. So I was happy he won. You know, I mean he, he di- it didn't didn't look good for him at first though, really. You know. No, it looked
1: horrible. Two rounds of destruction.
0: Yeah. But uh it was funny though, the the uh, that young Polish girl uh, who won on the undercard, uh calls out her first her debut fight in the UFC and she calls out uh Johanna Jen, Jen-, Jen- Jacek. And it was just That's like, crazy. Like, was that,
1: who who was that?
0: She uh, defeated um the hell was her name, man. Caldwell or Cal- Calderwood Calderwood was that, was yeah that? yeah she beat her um submission Rakowski or something I don't know I, I do some Polish name man I got problems with some of those names I can't remember her but I'm like yo it's your first your, your debut let's not get ahead of ourselves you know what I mean right you know but I think yeah, Jacek's gonna hang on to that belt for a while man she's a she's bestial you know
1: she is She's scary looking too
0: Yeah Totally She's like almost kind of, She's kind of hot too But also she's scary Like she's like
1: well, You know I saw like a Off season Like a Not weight cutting picture And I was like Oh she's pretty Yeah You see a picture of her When she's cut weight And she looks like a fucking Meth
0: head She looks like a skeleton Yeah Yeah like On weighing day Yeah it's scary Yeah
1: you could like Just blacken a tooth Or something on her And yeah. then like put her Like in like An <laughs> old Breaking <laughs> Bad episode Or something
0: Totally Yeah so, um, um,
1: Speaking of uh, female fighters, did you see uh, Ronda Rousey, Armbar, Luke Rockhold?
0: No, I didn't see that. It's awesome. It was like, were they, were they going full on or just some sort of like...
1: I think they were just drilling. They yeah. were drilling defense because Rockhold had like a really uh, tight grip established and she had to break it. But, yeah, she kept going and going and going and got it and it was pretty amazing considering that you know she's like what 135 champion and he's like a 180. giant 185
0: yeah he's probably like 220 you know walking yeah, out he's big he's a six foot four 220 i would imagine that's what he walks around at he's a yeah. big dude man big dude
1: and she eventually broke his grip and got the arm bar it was pretty sick
0: Huh? i have to look that up yeah so anyway dude it was great talking to you um it's, we got to stay... Well, you know, the, the game plan from here on out is we're going to try to do episodes for uh, the release during the weeks of our upcoming events. These are UFC Hell events. Hell yes. And uh, just do a rundown. Unfortunately, you know, just I'm not saying anything negative about this card. For me, it's not really a bunch of fighters that I knew a lot about. I mean, aside from the, the headliner and uh, Brad Tavares, you know.
1: You totally. Know, I mean, you know. look at the Johnson Cormier card, and I care about every single fight on that card except for Makhachev versus Cunts. (laughs) Cunts. I couldn't help it. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was like, I'm like like (laughs) laughing. I'm like like a little child. Um, But every other fight on that card is amazing. They're all great fights. And I'm like, wow, this fight's happening? I had no idea. And then you look at the Australian card and it's like...
0: Yeah. uh, Well, uh, you know, the fight pass cards have always been a little you know, regional for lack of a better yes. term, you know, all right, man. So, uh, good luck, you know, with, uh, with all this, um, you know, with the bastardized stuff and, uh, you Thanks, know, man. finding your groove with bleak and everything. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be in touch I and mean, we're going to do this on more or less regular basis. So yeah, I'm absolutely lo- looking forward to it, man.
1: So I'll see
0: you in a couple of weeks
1: face to face like this <laughs> <a couple weeks.
0: laughs> face to face, man. Using modern technology. Yep. All right, man. Have a good night.
1: Yes. Awesome. You too, Mike. Good seeing you, man. All
0: right. Good seeing you. Good night. nonsense shit like just you know if you're a dick you get thrown out you know just fucking be like the, the tough love fucking shop you know yeah but uh, but mainly i mean i don't want I, I i can't i couldn't do it dude i gotta hire some like chicks or something to work there and like you know the only thing i need to do is just make that bulletproof coffee for everyone